Hey everybody, this is Light at the End podcast. This is Rosvan speaking. Thank you very much for joining me today. Today is February the 7th? Yeah, the 7th. Look, I can read. Uh, it's right there in front of me on my computer monitor. So um, I, I have that skill. If you are impressed, you are right to be so. That's a very impressive skill. Reading numbers off a computer monitor. So... I'm doing the podcast today and we're gonna just jump right into it. I'm. This is the second time uh, I've started it. I it just went four minutes talking bullshit and I just realized, oh no, this is, this is subpar, even for my standards. So let's see if we can do this in a more professional manner. Um, and I'm just gonna give you the dates. I'm uh, performing again on Saturday uh, at Café Votif. It's not confirmed at this point, but I spotted um also saturday that's gonna be the let's see about the dates let's see how this skill develops of me reading dates off a computer monitor that's gonna be the 11th and i'm also performing on monday the 13th at loop and wednesday at um that's wednesday the 15th at a bar called ghee it's in uh it's near the the subway station Rosauerlande in Vienna. If you uh, if you're you need to Google it, the name of the event is kind of funny because the bar is called G and the event organizer called uh, called the event Giggles Comedy. So, um, judging for the for the last times uh, I performed there, Giggles is the best that you can get from the from the crowds there but it's still a good time it's um it's a weird thing because there's not it's not a loud room it's it's a mixed show and it's not a very loud or full room but it is kind of fun because they're they're with you on um on your little journey that you do on the stage uh for the for the five to seven minutes that you get and uh that was that was pretty refreshing um I did last time I performed there I did have a a couple of assholes who kept it was I thought the the woman was annoying but they were both annoying and in a way they just kept interrupting a bunch of comedians which was kind of our fault cuz uh the host started talking to them and they were clearly not into talking to the host and they kind of um, they kind of got the confidence because the host didn't come down. I, I think he didn't come down hard enough on them. Um, or he came down too hard on them. I don't I don't really remember because I was just into my into my head uh, the whole time. But I think they kind of won the, the engagement with the host. And um, that gave them confidence. That gave them confidence to interrupt me too. And... Um, I didn't, I just ignored them. I didn't do a boss move, handler take, uh, heckler takedown or whatever they kids call it these days. But um, I just kind of, uh, oh, shut up and uh, went on with my little broomstick jokes or whatever I was doing uh, that night. But yeah, this is also, how much did I digress with that? Yeah, I digressed like three minutes. That's wonderful. 
So to get back on track, uh, those are the dates that I'm uh, that I'm doing in the foreseeable future. I might do some drop-ins here and there, but um, I, I don't know. The reason why I've been performing so little these days is because I got the cold again. Might have had COVID. I don't know. I didn't test. Um, it was just a cold, I think. And um, I just normal i was just coughing and doing stuff um and i i still went to work i didn't i didn't take the days off which i i said i would last time but i didn't because apparently change is not something that i do very uh very comfortably i say i'm gonna do it i do i don't like to say it but um then i just go ahead and don't but i did find a method where i don't have to change that much because I went to work every day but I didn't do anything else so that was the smart part of my little plan is just like all right I'll, I'll stop doing all the thousand things that I'm doing so I won't go out I won't do stand-up and I won't do the podcast for a few days and um, that helped that helped because I spent the time that I was I was not going out or doing stuff I just spent it sleeping so uh, apparently I found a new cure for the cold, which is uh, resting. And uh, I think I should get a Nobel Prize for that. Uh, I really do. Maybe I'm subjective. Uh, I just, um, that's why I did it. That's, that's why I experimented all those four nights with sleeping is so I can help humanity and myself by winning a million dollar prize. It's not that impressive anymore, right? It's like when when he set it up, when Nobel set up the prize and the trust and whatever, a million dollars was way more money than it was now. I gotta I feel now like I I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this. Let's see, let's let's do the first um the first live research of the podcast. Because I got digressed and said something stupid. Let's see. Um, let's see. How, how would I do this? Nobel Prize. Um, history. Let's let's go with history. Uh, history. So what? Uh, so in 1901 were the first Nobel prizes given in physics, chemistry, physiology, or medicine and literature. It's called physiology. It was called physiology or medicine. That's so cool at the time. So yeah, I don't care about Nobel Prizes in 2022. It's pretty uh, pretty stupid. All right, so I don't care about about Nobel and what he did. I want to I care about the money. Just tell me about the money. Uh all right. Nobel Prize. Um money adjusted. Let's see if everybody adjusted for inflation. Oh yeah. So the first Nobel Prize was awarded was a cash award of S-E-K. What do you think? Swedish crowns? 
150,000 Swedish crowns, that would be the equivalent of 8.8 million, uh, no, <laughs> sorry, 8.8 .8 million crowns in 2022, which is roughly 1 million dollars in 2021. So it's say the same. It was, this, look, look at me being wrong. And how did Nobel figure that out? That it stayed, did he figure it out or did they figure it out? Now I'm more confused than I did starting my research. Um, they call this a learning curve, which I am experienced now. And they keep giving me the 10 million. Yeah, they keep increasing the price in um, in according to inflation. They keep adjusting uh, according to inflation. So yeah, it was always a million. It was always about a million a million dollars, which uh, cool. I like to see that the people from the past uh, got the same money as people from now because it, it makes it equal across the century and um, the I, I, it's supposed to be a good thing I don't know I don't see how uh, having how promoting equality across time is a good thing but it's a it's a thing I just went with equality and yeah this is by the way i think this is the most unorganized thing that i've ever done googling the nobel prize and ranting about it because i want to get it for my contribution of discovering sleep and correlating it with the rate of recovery from a viral infection that was a good time so um, that's that's what I was up to. I did the two open mics and I did one that wasn't that wasn't fun at all. It wasn't fun at all, and uh, I I don't think I'm gonna do it again. That one. Um, there's there's always some open mics where you're gonna have a bad experience, and I I, I had a pretty bad experience, and it wasn't. Usually when I have a bad experience about an, at an open mic, is uh, it's my own damn fault because I, did, I say something stupid or I do something stupid or I have one too many drinks before going on stage. It's been known to happen. Although I do say this about myself that I am a professional and then do that shit. And you see how that doesn't make sense? Um, I don't know how it's supposed to. It doesn't. So um, I, I went to this open mic and I had uh, a hard time because the host kept antagonizing the, the audience. And I went like, this is just unnecessary and it's just bad practice. And um, the host could have, had, could have handled it better. And then I went like, well, you know what? I think, I think there's enough open mics in Vienna that I can just skip that one which is uh, I, f I feel kind of I feel kind of I don't know spoiled just being able to say that 
because you know what I'm going to say. When I started out, it was just one open mic every night and we were all poor and we had no way to do stage time. Now there's one uh, around every corner and um, it's good. It's a very, very good thing because uh, now there's a bit of competition going around and uh, even though it's um, it's difficult to handle when competition comes into the scene, into a smaller scene like we have now, um, that everybody thinks, oh no, they're going to take food off my plate or they're going to take people from my show and I'm not going to be able to have a good show i think on the on the whole it makes the whole scene better because um the 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 good open mics will draw in more people and better comedians and better comedy as they should i think the good ones need to be respected in that way the the ones that the host puts effort and goodwill into organizing and they care about the audience having a good time. This is the hardest bit I've ever done uh, on a, a podcast because I'm really trying not to talk shit about a certain person. But that is, if you want to do research and find out which one the, uh, the comedy show was where I had a bad time, uh, you go ahead and... Um, Maybe it's not. Maybe it's hard to find out. Maybe it's not that hard to find out. I don't. Know. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. It was. Uh, it really saddened me to see that, to see to see uh, a host doing badly on stage and making it hard for every comedian that was performing and for the audience. Not because the hosts, they were inexperienced or they didn't have an, uh, an idea of what they were doing. Because I think that's a, that's a legit thing to, to have happen. Like if, you, if you're new to the, to the hosting bit of stand-up comedy, you're well within your rights to suck at it. But if you have a certain level of experience and the way you're going about it is to ask a person a question and when they feel that they're, they don't want to talk to you and then you go, why won't you talk to me or what is it so special about you that, uh, that makes you, do you think we're going to steal your identity or something? Well, what's about, why don't you want to tell us where you work? It's maybe the dude doesn't want to talk. It's not, and I think it's a legit thing. If you go to a, to a stand-up show and you don't want to talk and a comedian asks you a question and you say, listen, man, I just don't want to talk. I think that's a legit thing to say. And if I'm on stage and you say that, and I'm like, I don't have anything funny to say to that. I can just, all right, I'll, I'll guess I'll leave you alone and tell my bullshit stories because that's that's why I'm there. I'm not there to 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 talk to you, especially if you don't feel like talking to me for whatever reason. So that was um, that was a bit unfortunate to see. I don't know. I'm getting emotional about this shit, weirdly enough, because um, 
it's not I, I don't feel the funny in it because uh, it really it really did sadden me because uh, it was just unnecessary unnecessary talk and um, I didn't address it because I didn't feel it was my place to address it I just went up stage and I did my little song and dance and got off and uh, went home so yeah that's uh, that sucks it sucks seeing uh, seeing a show that had so much potential do badly because um, of reasons so yeah I guess I made this all this whole thing vague enough that uh, hopefully nobody will know who I'm talking shit about because I don't want this to be a thing that I'm talking shit about somebody maybe I mean I know I would suck hosting a an open mic but I would I would definitely not go about doing um, doing that having that attitude towards an audience because it it's always confrontational the way we the way comedians talk about audiences is that I feel that's it's sometimes confrontational in the sense that um, comedians think oh these guys don't we get mad at them for not laughing or for talking and interrupting or not not doing what we want them to do basically whenever you a comedian wants you to do something and you don't do it the way you he wants it comedians are basically girlfriends they're they, yeah that's they're they're women you're dating if you're a man or a woman who has dated women you will know that this will happen to you at some point in your romantic relationship with a woman is that you're going to do something that she doesn't like and or she's going to want you to do something and you'll do it and she'll be like that's not how you're supposed to do it and then give you advice about how you're supposed to do it which advice isn't helpful to you and you won't be able to figure out what she wants you to do it's just how it goes and i think comedians are like that or like we want crowds to behave a certain way and when they don't we get frustrated and we take it out on uh, on the crowd and i think that's what uh was happening at that one open mic so yeah, um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do those shows, um, and I'm I'm very excited because I um, I think I got looser in the in the last few few months of doing comedy, and I um I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the the feeling of being loose on stage and knowing when to. I went to give more energy to a bit. And yeah, I, I used to have this, this, I used to count the jokes that needed to go badly until the crowd basically broke my spirit for the night, where my voice would go all, hey, wait, 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 uh, what the, uh, you know, when you, you get, 
you probably don't but uh, there is a point where you get so nervous on stage that you can't control the modulation of your own voice so i would i, I was at three jokes for a long time like three jokes would go badly and i would get to that spot where i would have considered myself having been broken by a crowd and it's not a good feeling um as as, as bad as bombing is if I go up and I bomb, but I keep my head up and I keep coming back with another attempt, with another joke that goes badly, and then I just get back, and I just, in the end, I just, all right, I guess uh, it was impossible for me to make you laugh. I will get a laugh on that last comment, because they will, uh, they, crowds love to acknowledge something like that, something... <laughs> Something that everybody sees and you're not supposed to mention, but you mention it anyway, you, you kind of level with them. And they, I would get a laugh on that. And just get off stage and that's it. So that's... Uh, it's, it's very exciting to be at this, um, at this point where I, where I don't think it's that easy to for a crowd to break me at this point. I think they could be quiet the whole time and I would still do it. Um, which is kind of, I think it sends off rapey vibes, you know? I kind of feel like that because they, they came in for the show, you're definitely not enjoying yourself, th themselves, you know? But I, I'll st still keep doing it. I'll kind of disregard their feelings about my five minutes on stage so you know so i um that's how it's gonna be that's how it's gonna be with uh with open mics i do get laughs come on come on come on guys i get some all right um i i'll i'll stop uh blowing myself over here um another subject for um that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about is um, <laughs> it's the, the earthquake in Turkey and uh, I don't want to talk about it but I'm out of ideas at this point I was uh, I and I I googled it before before I started the podcast I actually did preparation on this one on this one point because I didn't want to talk out of my ass um, as I usually do about stuff so I was I was researching it, and um, yeah, I didn't know that Turkey was uh, had a border with Syria until now. So I guess I learned something. This tragic thing happened, and I learned something. Look at me, I'm an optimist. Um, I it's every time something like this happens like a natural disaster on that scale i'm like dude we are literally one hair away of not being here because nature is brutal and something like that happens naturally and we can't predict it with all the new stuff we have and all the instruments we have and all the computers it's just too too much of a complex system. It just happens very, very slowly, these movements of the tectonic plates, and then all of a sudden that we have no idea when it's gonna 
when it's gonna go apeshit and the buildings are gonna collapse and uh, you're gonna be trapped under it with all your belongings very 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 humbling experience um, to just be able to think about that so yeah um, what else did I want to talk about? All right, I'm going to transition into something happier. See, I, I bumped you guys out and I bumped myself out, really enough, with this whole talk about earthquake and the fragility of human life, of this, of the fragility of human life as a species. It's, uh, because if you think about your own life, how fragile that one is, it's just like, yeah, right. Everybody dies, and could happen. Anything could happen to anybody. But you know, as a species, even that is like, yeah, it's, some shit could go weird. And uh, there it is. We're not here anymore. So yeah, with that, with that in mind, I'm gonna transition to something a lot more happier, which is uh, Valentine's Day, which is coming up. Um, and I'm doing shows on the 13th and on the 15th. Um, I don't think we're gonna have a show on Valentine's. Somebody's gonna do a show on Valentine's for sure. Because it's just... It's just so funny, man. It's Valentine's Day is a funny, funny day. Um, it's just about getting your... Uh, this is a... Jim Jeffries bit, I think. How much money do I have to f spend so you're not gonna make my life miserable? That's um that's the guy's take on on Valentine's. Um, well, that's Jimmy Jim Jeffries' take on on Valentine's. I'm not I'm not taking one for you on this one, Jimmy. Uh, just because uh, you decided to have an opinion on that, it was a hilarious opinion. I I don't have to take the heat on that. But that's pretty much what it is, yeah. Um, and it's coming up, and um, I, I will see, man. If you, if you guys want to do something, I think it's stupid. Valentine's is stupid. Just there's two great open mics at Loop on the 13th at at Guy on Wednesday the 15th. Just come over and have some laughs with us about how stupid this um, this holiday is. Because everything is going to be overpriced and overbooked on the 14th, for sure. So, yeah, why would you do it? You you still love your partner, even if you didn't do anything on on Valentine's. So, um, settle the fuck down. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have to say about that. Which is a lie. I have some more stuff to say about it. But uh, I forgot him. I forgot them. That's what it is. I wrote some things down and I didn't write other things down. And that's uh, um, all over the map today. But I like it. I, I think I, uh, I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this being all over the map thing. Um, and just talking into the mic. I'm going to count the ums on this podcast. And I think it's going to take me a while because there's a lot of them. So, yeah. That's pretty much what I'm going to do after this. Um, this is the mess that I call Light at the End podcast. Hopefully it's an enjoyable mess like lava cake or uh, 
Brandon Fraser. Uh, <laughs> I should stop insulting people. Like, um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. Um, I definitely did. Even though I was just babbling for a while, this is pretty much the whole point of the thing that we're doing over here. So, um, yeah, I almost filled up a half an hour. I will say I'm happy with that. And I'll catch you on the next one, babies. Come to the open mics. Bye.